as entrepreneurs, we all want to be extremely effective in everything we do. But on occasion, life intrudes. Oftentimes, as we all know, that intrusion, it hits us hard, but we can bounce back. And our next entrepreneur, Ari Mizell, is here to share his story. In 2006, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And this is an incurable disease of the digestive tract, and it was pretty severe. And it required over a dozen daily medications, several hospital visits, and after reaching, I mean, think of that, after reaching that personal low point in the hospital, Ari decided he's gonna do everything in his power to rise above this. And boy, did he, a combination of yoga, nutrition, natural supplements, and a lot of exercise, he fought back. And it was through this, though, that Ari was able to be totally you know, free of all traces of this incurable disease. And you know, it's a big part of everyone here at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success is we've got to have our energy so that we can have this great life. Well, he didn't stop there. He went ahead and competed in Ironman France in June of 2011. And since then, he's been all over the world. He's been at my mastermind groups. He's been at TED Talks. And he has taken all this energy and harnessed it in to how to be even more effective in everything you do. Because he had to. And we have to. Stay tuned. You're going to be happy you did. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Ari Mizell, thank you for joining us here. I am extremely excited to have you here. John, it's always nice talking to you. Thank you. Well, and I, I just want to give a, a little more background. I had the opportunity to hang out with Ari uh, virtually on Creative Live. I was really intrigued with his story. I started watching the educational videos, the workshop you were putting together, and, and then immediately had to reach out to you, call, and had you come out to my mastermind group. And you just, this is a group of uh, about 200 financial advisors, you know, some of the top people around the world and you just blew them away. So I want to share you with the Accelerating Entrepreneur Success audience. And uh, I'll tell you, you have uh, some amazing stories, but give me a little background, because I mean, and, and particularly point out, you know, it looks like you're in not quite a finished building. So let's get the elephant in the room. What's going on behind you here? Uh, well, no, this is the uh, less doing lab, actually. This is my home gym and office. I'm very, very rarely sitting at a desk. I do most of my work either standing or on my phone, honestly. I'm, I'm rarely at the computer and very, very rarely at the desk. So one of the reasons that I would be sitting at a desk is to be podcasting with someone such as yourself. So this happens to be the quietest room in the house. No, that's great. Uh, and and it looks very efficient. It looks very efficient too, Ari. Yes, absolutely. And but this also happens to be—I I do a lot of demonstrations of exercises and equipment. I have all my biohacking gear here, so when I'm doing videos, it, it kind of helps to have it all in one place, and I think it fits the motif. Well, uh, let me just set the stage even more, Ari. I mean, one of the things I was blown away with is, you know, as entrepreneurs, what we struggle with, and this is, you know, we want to be more effective. We want to be more effective from a business standpoint, but we also 
you know, we're, we're, I always like the term corporate athletes, that uh, we have to be in great shape to be fully engaged to deliver not only for our businesses, but for our family. And you're, you're one of the few people that I know that does a great job of blending it together. You kind of hacked all the systems to do this. And so what got you, you know, I shared you know, the disease and so on, and you had that purpose. But, I mean, you've taken it to so far. I mean, what's going on here? Well, it, as far as uh, the, the health stuff? Where, where you've taken it now, you're sharing and really teaching others to do what you did. Well, so basically, after overcoming Crohn's disease, which I was diagnosed with in 2006, through the process, I realized that the health and the, the, or the, um, the fitness and supplements and the nutritional aspects were, were actually the easy part in a lot of ways. The hard part was overcoming the stress. And my response to the stress aspect was to create this system of productivity, which I would end up calling less doing, as in less doing, more living. And all I care about, or all I did care about in the beginning, was helping people free up as much time as possible with the goal of helping them to reclaim their minds and do the things that they want to do. So I set out with this framework to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in life, including your health, in order to be more effective. But really, I'm just trying to mitigate people's stress. Well, let's go, say it slower, the three steps, because these are very important for everybody to get. Because this is, you know, so often we dive into all these things and we start playing with them, but we don't think them through. What are the steps? So a lot of people can outsource stuff and a lot of people have, but the problem with outsourcing as a first step is that it does not make the process more efficient. You're, it's almost, it's a different form of procrastination. So really you have to start with optimizing and optimizing is where you're actually identifying the process that you're going through that is inefficient so that you can try to make it inherently more efficient before you do anything else. The second step, which is honestly where I, my, where I live in a way, that's the automation aspect is where I really love to, to, to dig in and just come up with new stuff because there's so many things now that you can do in the vein of set it and forget it. And that's where the automation is. Once you've optimized it, then you can look at automation. And automation could be people sometimes, but more often it's systems or processes or web apps or, or other services that will just run for you that you don't have to think about. Then if there's anything left over, and a lot of times there isn't, but if there is anything left over, that's when you look at outsourcing it to specialists or generalists. Okay, let's, let's take each of these uh, individually, because this was, um, I think of myself as pretty system driven. I've built a lot of systems along the way in different businesses and so on, and you know, a lot of money involved for you know, portfolio management and that. And I wasn't the guy doing it, but I would be the uh, CEO of the firms. And you know, I understand this optimization, because you, you're spending money programming or putting any system in process uh, together. And I always like this kind of nail it and scale it concept where, you know, a business is you get the process done, you get it like work that. it, and then scale it up really quickly because we've got all great technology. A big part of that nailing it is this optimization. I mean, give me an example, our, our listeners, our viewers, an example of something in their life that they can optimize and what they should do before, you know, I mean, it's, a lot of us like to delegate things and we kind of give up and give it to someone else and, and, you know, it becomes a disaster. We haven't thought it through. And this optimization really present, you know, prevents that from happening. Well, so the truth is, is that this can be applied to anything in your life from uh, 
paying bills to hiring people to how you make dinner for your family. I mean, honestly, the, the issue is that we have these brains that use a lot of energy in our bodies, but at the same time, they're very lazy in terms of how they, they actually use that energy and they want to conserve as much energy as possible. So we actually have these two systems. Uh, Daniel Kahneman wrote a book about this called Thinking Fast and, and, and Slow. And, or slowly. It, we have the system one and the system two. And the system one is that automatic system that's full of heuristics, which are the shortcuts that we use to get through the day. And it's, you know, for example, it, paying a bill is a really good one. That, that usually sort of hits home with a lot of people. So first of all, it's not that easy to outsource that if you don't go through this process. Because if I had a bill right now and I just forwarded you an email, John, and I said, you know, pay this bill, you wouldn't be able to do that, I, I would hope, because you don't know what my process is. You don't know where my bank accounts are. You don't know how I pay, when I pay, who I pay, all that stuff. You don't know any of that thing. So the problem with a process like that is that, yes, it might take me five, four, maybe three minutes to do it. But that three minutes is, I actually really like this statistic that I found that for every one minute of stoppage on the highway because of a traffic accident or something, it takes 40 minutes for that traffic flow to return to normal. So we are very similar to the way our minds work. You know, you, what I want people to be doing is that high level work that they're meant to be doing. And if you take that three minutes, that one minute, two minutes, three minutes to stop and do something that is administrative or just out of the, the realm of the thing you're really supposed to be focusing on, it takes you at least 20 minutes to get back into the flow of what you're doing. So there's a huge opportunity cost. That's why I love when people say, oh, but I'll just, it just takes me a minute to do it. I'll do it. It'll take longer to explain it. Um, and that's the point <laughs> is that when you look at the paying a bill process and you really stop and think, okay, what are the steps I'm going to go through to actually do this? Average number. Actually, just take a guess. What do you think the average number is of steps to pay a bill? Oh, geez. You know, getting a bill at home, probably 10, something like that. 27. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me at all, Ari. I mean, this is, you know, if you're still paying bills at home, you know, the, the normal way, you know, and licking a stamp and everything else. I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, putting a flow chart together of that. And that's that's really, you know, for entrepreneurs, you're going, oh, well, I'm, I'm paying a bill. That's not a big deal. Well, we're talking about everything in our life. That's that's it. Where really, like Ari, I think of you. I'm going to give you an example. This will be a personal one. Then I, I want to cover some of the business stuff. But I, yeah, every once in a while, as I'm brushing my teeth, I think of you. And, <laughs> and, I, and why? Well, Ari, you know, he, he is going. You got to optimize everything. And I'm going. Okay, what do I have? And well, you know, on occasion, and usually it's my wife doing this. But you know, we run out, get supplies. And so Ari was you know, coaching me and saying, go ahead, every one of the supplies, guess what? You can have that automated. You know the time frame you're going to need it and that's, you know, toothbrush, let's say it's every 60 days or every 30 days. I forgot which it is, but they show up. I think up. it's every three months for toothbrushes. Yeah, okay. They show up. I mean, Amazon recommends that. You hit it. And for the rest of my life, I know I will have a new toothbrush at the right time because of Ari, I mean, in Amazon. And and it's just, you know, we can, and this is the part that I love, Ari, is that we can forget about all these low-level decisions that oftentimes take a lot of energy. And then, you know, all of a sudden now we can focus on those things that are going to really make a difference. Absolutely. So the 27 steps, I, I need to enumerate that for people a little bit to explain. So 
that's, you know, go to the Bank of America website or whatever bank it is, log in with this username and password, go to the pay section, pay, you know, and put in the amount and pay this up. And then with the actual bill, whether it's physical or uh, digital, I have to put it into Evernote. I have to scan it maybe. I have to send it to my accountant. I have to put it into my bookkeeping, whatever it might be. 27 steps is actually pretty normal. And when you look at that process, because you never looked at it before, you never even thought about it, you just did it because you know how to do it. Then you look at that and you say, all right, well, I can see right away because I've actually written this down now that there's, it doesn't make sense how you get from 23 to 24 and 22 and 21 are actually redundant and, and you can get that down to 22 steps. This is, this is what happened to me at least and, and what I've done with other people. And right away it's like, okay, great. You've actually optimized the process by 20% now and you have a checklist that you can follow if you need to to make it as efficient as possible and you don't have to waste brain resources on it. However, now you look at the 22 steps and then I can say to myself, because this is, again, this is, this is my comfort zone, is I can say, all right, well, if I save this to Dropbox, then this service called WAPWOLF will automatically convert it, upload it to Evernote, and then IFTTT, and obviously we're going to talk about these, will take that file and send it to my accountant and, and put it into a Google Doc spreadsheet, so I have all that stuff. And then you're down to 14 steps, and that's when you can finally look at outsourcing it. And the first time I did that with the paying a bill thing, the, the virtual assistant wrote back. And this was five years ago when I was working with uh, uh, virtual assistants in, the, uh, in India. And they said, you know, I'm very sorry, sir, but I don't understand how you got from step 11 to step 12. And, it's, you know, that's where you stop and say, oh, right, well, I was, just, I was just working in my head. And now, finally, it is a nine-step process that is so simple so straightforward that anybody can do it without any training and all I have to do when I get a bill is take a picture of it and throw it away. Those things I'm, I'm getting probably not quite as efficient because you're using some uh, technology I want to have every, everybody share but I'm pushing it out there and I, I got to tell you sometimes I feel like I'm not doing anything and I've got more time to think and you know when we're creating value it's all about thinking about thinking you know it's where for entrepreneurs that's where we get the, the most value so i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that you just went over Ari. and i want to i want to go one i'm going to go to the end so i'm going to jump around a little bit but you know what i hear from entrepreneurs is they struggle with outsourcing i mean many of them uh you know successful five million and above many of the audience here of revenue you know large businesses you know, they don't outsource as much. And I'm a big believer. I have a virtual business where in, you know, Silicon Valley Global Headquarters, my pool house. Ari, you're working out of your home, I think. You have yep. a home office. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, we both have sizable businesses and, you know, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Now, virtual assistants for a lot of people are, geez, you know, how can I use these people? And um, Ari, I want to, I mean, I'm going to give a simple one because you introduced me to this. It's uh, Fancy Hands. I, I just love to death. And the reason I love these guys is it's really inexpensive. It's a great one to just turn on people because it doesn't cost hardly anything to request a uh, helping hand. And you know, if I have just a remote request of information instead of looking on the Internet where I would used to Google and all that, I just ask them to do it. And they come up with some great stuff. And... It's like, boy, and it, you know, it's, I think it's 2 or $3, you know, in essence, per request or $2. I mean, it's, it's really low. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so what we're, we're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, and Ari's going to shoot out a lot of ideas and, 
And I got to tell you, they work. I, I, his, let me go to your book, Ari, just for a second, or your go to your blog. And it is, you know, it's an amazing process here that we have, you know, an opportunity because what we've got is we've got a uh, opportunity to make a difference. I mean, Ari, your blog is at? Oh, it's lessdoing.com. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, there's the blog, Less Doing. I've got it up on screen for those people who are watching this on video. If they're on uh, audio podcast, it's lessdoing.com. And what are they going to find here, Ari? Well, so this is the, the sort of the main site for everything. This is where I do all my podcasting, my blog articles, and this is where there's information on my speaking engagements and my the mastermind coaching group that I run and my membership site. Tons of resources. We'll go back to that along the way. But as I was reading some of Ari's stuff, you know, doing research on you, Ari, and uh, there's, you know, there's just so much. And one of the things initially I got a little overwhelmed, um, you know, with change. I mean, Entrepreneurs, we love change when we're driving it, but when we got somebody like you telling us we should change and it's a lot of stuff, you know, I, what I found is I started introducing just one new idea per week uh, that you were sharing with us through the blogs and the book. And I'll tell you, it was, that helped me an awful lot. Um, you know, how, how do you see, you know, as people are making changes, you know, going ahead in this optimization automation and outsourcing their life. I mean, how, how do you see the most successful entrepreneurs really execute this? So uh, honestly, one of the, the, the number one place that I tell people to start, that I like people to start, is with their email. So, you know, it's amazing to me how you find really, really high-performing individuals who have, you know, 4,000 emails in their inbox, and they just, it's like a place they don't even want to look. And it's, I understand it, but it's also, it's almost like a travesty to me because the email inbox, your email in general is, and you can quote me on this, is the single greatest productivity tool that exists on the planet because if you use it right, of course, because there's no other system, there's no other way that you can carry on 14 conversations with different people in different languages, in different countries and time zones, all at the same time and keep track of it. Remember everything that every, you know, basically remember every conversation you've had for years and make sure that things are followed up on, uh, deal with uh, corrections to documents and collaborate and work. Email is amazing. And if we use it properly, you can be so much more productive, get so much more done, and really be much more successful. And I know that that may sound silly because I'm talking about email, but it really is the truth. Email is so, so powerful if you just own it. I think this is so critical. I, I totally agree. This is, I, got, I was getting stressed out a little over a year ago, and I was getting 400 emails a day. And they were landing in my email box, and I wasn't cleaning it up every day, would be an understatement. And it was just overboard. And, you know, I love my business, Ari, and I, I love serving people and making a difference. But when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> you look at that, it was overwhelming. And you've got some great ideas uh, that you've done. How do we organize this madness to make it that productive tool that you're talking about because it's so phenomenal when I mean today you know I came down I, I have I think I have eight emails in my inbox right now okay that's a big difference in the, you know the record probably was about 8,000 uh, 
you know, where it's impossible to do the 8,000 with eight. I can deal with them very effectively. And, you know, a lot of the lessons you shared with me. Right. So, and, and that's fine. Eight is okay. I think that, that 10 is basically a, a reasonable limit. That's, that's sort of where, where I'm comfortable with, although that doesn't, that doesn't really happen to me. I don't have, you know, even in the last 40 minutes or so that we've been talking, I, I have, uh, no emails in my inbox. So, uh, now that doesn't mean that I haven't had a lot of emails come in. So this is important. Mm -hmm. You don't need hundreds and hundreds of folders. That, that, that's one of the things, that's one of the big trip-offs for people because searching an email is so good now and so effective that having multiple folders is really just a waste of your time. You need three folders, and this, this sort of depends on what email system you're using, but it applies all of them. It just, you could really get away with two. So with Gmail, you have this archive thing. It's not necessarily a folder, but it's basically that the email is in your, your sort of all mail folder. It's something you don't have to see ever. You could always search for it if you need to, but it's, it's nothing that's like an active folder basically. So, uh, you know, in, in Outlook, I think there's an archive, but there's definitely a trash obviously. And the difference between the archive and the trash is that the archive is not actually deleted. So if you ever did need to find it again, it would be there. Yeah, Outlook has it, and I do use that uh, very effectively. Right, okay, so basically you need to have two folders, your inbox and an optional folder. So this is really key, okay, so this is, this could be, because this is a, a simile or a, a, for really everything in life, the essential versus the optional. So you need to be able to differentiate the two, and a lot of times you can do this automatically. So, Basically, your optional folder is the stuff that you'd like to read, you'd like to see, you'd like to know about. It's that newsletter from, from, uh, from the friend that forwarded it to you. It's the daily deal site. It's all that stuff that it's not garbage, but it's also not essential. So you can set up filters, basically, and you want to filter as much as possible, honestly, into those optional folders. And then basically, if you have time, you know, at the end of the day or the end of the hour or whenever it is, and you will have the time if you use this method, then you can go into the optional folder and you can look and you can scan the headlines very effectively because once you know you're in optional mode and that you're not missing anything essential, it's very easy to look down a list of 60 emails and say, okay, you know, Facebook, Facebook, woot.com, oh, there's, you know, my mom forwarded me this newsletter or something and you can click on that and go for it. So the, one of the ways to do this, one of the easiest filters to put in there, is that if an email has the word unsubscribe in it, it should automatically be placed into your optional folder, and it should not ever show up in your inbox, because that is not essential. And I don't care if you work in social media and every email that you get has the word unsubscribe in it. You're not deleting it. Remember that. You're just not going to have it in the inbox making noise for you. The inbox should be a place of zen. Now, the other thing is that there's only three ways to deal with an email, and you only do it once. You either delete it because it's no longer relevant or it's trash or it doesn't require a response. You defer it because now is not the right time to deal with it, and you can do that using something like followup.cc, which I can explain further. Or you deal with it right now because now is the time to deal with it. It will only take you a few minutes, and that could include delegating it. So I want to dive into this because I, I think this is so important. I, I, Having those automatic rules, you know, keeps only the most important ones go into your inbox and it just keeps the stress level down tremendously. And then you can go to the optional folder and look at those. And that has worked exceptionally well for me. 
One of the challenges out of emails is you get tasks, some assigned to you and some uh, that you can delegate immediately, some you know, that you can defer for a while uh, that aren't, it's not the right time. And you know, Ari, you and I have talked about this at length you know, on these to-do lists. I mean, the, the emails become for many people kind of the to-do and they just have these all stacked and it's just disorganized and, you know, and that's where the stress comes in. Why don't you talk about how you see you know, most successful entrepreneurs dealing with this? So to-do lists are very anti-productive. You want to get rid of your to-do list because it is, I promise you, it is destroying your productivity and ruining your mind. <laughs> the problem with to-do lists is that most of the things on them can't be dealt with right now, either because they're too big or it's not the right time or because you're waiting on someone else to do something first. What you And also, multitasking does not exist. We actually really cannot multitask. They've, they've proven this really beyond a doubt. You cannot multitask. You have to be able to single task as much as possible. And to do that, you need to bring a task in front of you only at the time that you can actually effectively deal with it, which is important also to explain that every task has a timing associated with it, whether it's a time that has to be started, checked on, or finished. And the, the time that is best for you to do it is very personal. And it's not as simple as being a morning person or a night person. It can get much, much more specific than that. So basically, you want to use services that will bring it to your attention right at the time that you can actually deal with it. And my favorite thing for that is followup.cc because it's just so elegantly simple and works from any platform. And basically with followup.cc, you're sending an email to anybody you want. And then in the BCC field, you put a time period at followup.cc. So maybe three days at followup.cc or one week at followup.cc. And then when that time period comes around, that email will come back to you as a reminder. And it will now include a snooze functionality, which is what enables you to practice and get better at learning that timing. So for example, if I think that Friday at 10 a.m. is going to be the right time to deal with this particular issue, and today, what are we, Tuesday today? So, okay, Friday at 10 a.m. Friday at 10 a.m. comes along and I'm on a phone call that I wasn't intending to be on and that email comes in. But now, I'm three days wiser. Things have happened this week. I've learned some things. Maybe they're relevant to this task or not. But in that moment, I can now say, all right, I'm going to be off this call in 15 minutes and then I can actually deal with this issue. Or I can say, you know what, now that I'm here and you know, three days have passed and I've learned some things, I don't actually have to deal with this until Tuesday. Or even better, maybe it's no longer relevant at all and I can delete it. Yeah, and this is so powerful. And I use this and this has changed my life. In addition, for some of you who have, like on Mondays, I have a lot of staff meetings and I want things to show up right at the time of my staff meeting and so that they're not in my mind and everything else and they you know the emails show up right at 9 a.m 10 a.m whatever the meeting time is and and then i can review that with the team that action and so on so this is you know again this is getting control of your life you know ari let's go to another segment and I call this one the passion. And, you know, to share with us what you're, I mean, you, you've got so many things. We could go on, we could do this as an eight-hour podcast, which I, I don't think any of the entrepreneurs want, but it would be no problem. I mean, tell me what you're passionate about and how you're getting this out. Well, I, I mean, I'm passionate about trying, just, 
I, I, I have a geeky obsession with making things more efficient. You know, and, and, and the fortunate thing is that I would never recommend anybody else do it the way that I do it because a lot of times I go through painstaking inefficient processes to find and create those processes so that other people don't have to. So my passion is about helping people save time. That's really what I want to do. I want to make people save time so that they can do better things because I have this very idealistic belief that everybody has this awesomeness in them that is usually being obscured by something stupid like having to run errands or scheduling meetings. I didn't use until you, I use a different one. I, I don't think you use tri time trade, but I used, I had already bought it for an enterprise level. So I use that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like Ari keeps on telling me all these things. And I'm a little bit like the old life commercial where, you know, they pass the cereal to Mikey, try it. Yeah. Mikey likes it. And, and this is, I got to encourage all of you watching or listening. This is so much of this is just going out and trying this stuff. Do it in a staggered thing. And you're going to be amazed. I mean, I now like on the podcast, I mean, I, I sent Ari, you know, this podcast, it was a time trade. It was scheduled in the past. My assistant would, we'd go back and forth a few times. Uh, Ari, you were the first one. Uh, I think that forced me every conversation. I got to use your appointment it's going to become commonplace as we all use this, but it's so much more efficient. I get to choose the time that works for me. And Ari got to right. choose the time that works for him instead of going back and forth. And so there's a lot of this. Ari, what I want to do is um, go to the next segment. The app of the day, but I'm going to do it a little different than normal because you, it doesn't work for you. I'm going to go to the web and go to Ari's blog, which is lessdoing.com slash blog. But he has at the bottom a resource section. And I'm going to just go through and just show you all of these have links, just a tremendous amount of resources. And we, you know, in the, the 10 minutes we both have, I don't think we can go over those, Ari. What do you think? No, uh, that's, that's what... <laughs> That's one of my things is I have like 30 different apps and services that I love to use. And, you, and, and I, I just should point out, by the way, that you don't need technology to be more efficient. And less doing is an actual methodology and philosophy. Technology will only magnify the problems that you already have. So you need to get more efficient before you start adding on more tech. Yeah. So. And, and, and this is, yeah, this is technology is a great facilitator, but it is not the solution. That's one of the reasons why I love that optimize first you got to get clear on the process. Then you can use the tools, as Ari's saying, uh, the automation. Let's go to the next segment. And Ari, this is the book of the day. And I told you I wasn't going to let you off the hook. Um, your book uh, was amazing to me. I'm going to put it up on Amazon. Uh, tell us what the, the readers are going to get when they uh, go ahead and acquire this from Amazon. Less doing, more living. Make everything in life easier. Well, you just said it. They're going to make everything in life easier. Uh, they're going to get the nine fundamentals of my system, everything from the 80-20 rule, which is all about self-tracking, to creating the external brain, stop running errands, choose your own work week, batching, organization, customization, finances, and wellness. That's a lot. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you the entrepreneurial insight of the day, the one insight. Ari, you've got so much going on. You're, you're sharing and making such value. What would be the one thing that you'd want to share with your fellow entrepreneurs? Well, my definition of my personal definition of success is that if I'm better today 
in any way than I was yesterday, then I am successful. And I really do believe that. And that could be as a better father, as a better entrepreneur, as a better writer, better at speaking in foreign language, better at keeping my cool in situations that might make me stressful. I'm trying to always strive to be better in some way and always optimizing myself in some way or another. And I think that that's a journey that every one of us can be on. Yeah, I, should be on. yeah I love that. I mean, we're all working on perfection. None of us are going to ever obtain it, but we're working toward it. Okay, let's go to resources, Ari. And, you know, we've, we've talked about you know, your blog, the resource section with all the uh, information at lessdoing.com. Uh, but I also want, you've got some services. And I'm a big believer in, you know, to me, accelerating entrepreneurial success is a big virtual mastermind. I have a mastermind of top financial professionals from around the world. You've created a mastermind for people who really want to get value from this. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so in, in the name of less doing, you know, I had to stop doing individual coaching basically because it was becoming too inefficient. I was putting so much effort and energy into the clients I was working with that I was really limiting myself and honestly not delivering to them the full value that I could be now that I have this mastermind group, which I launched about uh, two months ago, I think, or maybe six weeks ago. And it's been amazing. So basically we do these weekly calls and I have a private Facebook group in between for lots of questions, lots of discussions. We talk about health, uh, email, products uh, and, and services that people might use and want to recommend. Uh, and then there's that networking effect that people within the group have been helping each other. I have a lawyer and someone from finance and uh, somebody else who's uh, an inventor and just the discussions that go back and forth, I'm learning so much every time and then I'm pouring that right back in to the group. So it's been really amazing. And, and basically every quarter we're going to have these two-day live workshop events out here in the Hamptons where I live, which is always a nice destination for people, I think. And we're going to really dig deep on the processes that people are going through and just super supercharge them as humans. Basically, I, I, I find myself being more and more of a human performance consultant. No, and that's great. And, and we can all use that. You know, I, I started with corporate athletes as entrepreneurs. We've we spend so yep. little time getting prepared for the game. You know, a traditional athlete, it's 90% training and 10% performing. We're performing at 100% and very little. And the tools you have are just fantastic. Ari, where can we find out more information about this? Yeah, so the best place to find everything is lessdoing.com. If you go to lessdoingbook.com, that'll save you one step for getting the book. And if you go to lessdoingpodcast.com, that'll get you right to the podcast. So that's, that's oh, and then, of course, uh, last doing mastermind.com would be for the masterminds. I really tried to make that as simple as possible, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking more people into the group, basically focusing on producing the best content that I possibly can every day. Now that's one of the ways I mean, bringing the group together, sharing ideas and just, it's amazing sharing not only the idea itself, but how you execute. Let me go into the last section. And these are the key takeaways I'm walking away from this podcast. And I want all the entrepreneurs, you know, for yourself, for your families, for your stakeholders, your clients. I mean, these are great things to share. Number one, uh, you know, most of us are doing it pretty inefficiently. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're all about control. We want to stop that. You know, the ability to take those things off the table and stay on our side of the line where we can add the most value, our unique abilities is huge. So that's number one. Number two 
is that we're going to go ahead and we're going to follow Ari's three-step process. We're going to start with optimizing. So we're going to have everything we have. We want to, you know, as entrepreneurs, there's simple when we first start businesses, and it's simple because we're ignorant. We don't know what's going on. Then we go to complexity. And this is, as Ari was talking about, the 27 steps for writing a check. I want you to go to the right side of simple, and that's thinking through the process, doing it once, and then automating it, outsourcing, using all the technology, go to Ari's uh, resources, they're amazing. And the third part is going to how important health is, how it affects our performance, and think of yourself as a corporate athlete. Use the tools, Ari's done a, an amazing job there. Ari, I wanna thank you for uh, spending the time sharing you know, your insights, your hard-learned insights, they're just so valuable. Thank you, John. It's always, again, it's always fun talking to you. Well, and, and you know, let's go out. You know, your, your clients, your customers, and all those future clients and customers are counting on you to be efficient and full of energy. Let's go out and make a difference. Wish you the best Absolutely. of success. Keep optimizing everything. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.